Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh my God, it's so hot outside. To the Atheist Mobile. Catch. Hello and welcome to Talk Heathen. Welcome to our live studio audience and welcome to this week's special guest, Jim Helton. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming down. You stopped by Austin, actually, for a, a whole host of reasons. You, uh, if, uh, unless I'm mistaken, recently spoke as the inaugural speaker in the relaunch of the ACA Speaker Series. Woo! Yes, I did. I was very excited. I've done eight cities in seven days here in Texas, and this is my last city, so it's been a wonderful trip. Wow, that's uh, usually the number of days and events is opposite. Yeah, number of events was about 12. (laughs) Wow. All right. You work harder than I do. Um, uh, Are you looking for a job? We're looking to hire here. No, No, uh, actually, I'm good. I am the national (laughs) field organizer for American Atheists. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, how many days actually are you on the road a year? And what does that entail? Uh, It is increasing. Uh, So I I go out to local groups trying to help them with grassroots activism, help Mm -hmm. them and provide support to the local groups that are trying to get involved with their communities. And I've been traveling more and more. Every couple of weeks, it seems like I'm on the road now. Oh, cool. That's that's exciting. Yeah. You you were telling me that you've been on the road for uh, – I forget how many hours you said it was? Uh, in Texas, this week I've been in the road. Vicky, the state director, and I have been on the road about 24 hours. The entire day this week has been spent driving through Texas Yeah. without ever leaving Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, I mean it's a, it's a big enough state and there's, a, there's enough activism to go around, I think. Yes, Man. quite a bit. Did you see anything while you were here other than uh, – did you do any non-work things, anything fun? Uh, we got to stop by the JFK Sixth Floor Museum, uh-huh. which was fascinating. That was very good. Uh, we also did a quick drive-by on the Alamo. Uh, in addition to, we saw a few museums along the way and actually saw Texas does have science. So that was that was pretty cool to see. Really? Where? <laughs> Tell me. Um Well, I mean, you did a drive-by on the Alamo. Didn't it get shot at enough or is the – no, that's all we had time for. So it was just oh, okay. a, it was just a quick drive-by, no guns involved. All right. Well, that's good. Although probably legal in this state at this point. But yeah. 
So you've been on a lot of podcasts. I'm not sure whether you've ever done a, a live call-in show before, but uh, this is the first of me. So I've uh, done a number of com- uh, you know podcasts, a number of interviews. Actually, having call-in, this is, this is a first for me, and I'm okay. excited. Well, just in case you're nervous about speaking publicly, about being an atheist, or or communicating with non-believers, don't worry. It'll be it'll be fine. I'm real pro, <laughs> so you're you're okay. Now, um, I forget how many years is it you've been uh, an activist with. Uh, I started out as a Kentucky State director for mm-hmm. and I've been, for about four years, and then last year I became a full time employee. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. Then. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. We've got some announcements, but I'll get to those uh, in the middle of the show. And until then, I think we're going to start with calls. Let's start with Doc in Los Angeles. And uh, the note says the note here says you want to acknowledge the distinction between mythology and religion. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. I wasn't sure exactly how to title it. I, ha- I didn't have a short title, so uh, Chelsea was nice enough to, you know, find a way for me. Um, basically, I, I um, well, I, I've heard people call in to this show. I've seen, you know, come across discussions elsewhere uh, where and where some people um, consider themselves religious. They say that they have a religious belief system, but when uh, when when they get down to the details, they're not really talking so much about um, beliefs in the sense of actually believing that something is true, um, as they're they're talking more about uh, tradition and um, finding truth within things that they don't believe to be totally true. Uh, like, you know, like, like finding a moral lesson in the story of Rumpelstiltskin or something to that effect. Okay. Do they actually use Rumpelstiltskin as an example? No, no, that, that was my example. Um, but I'm talking about like, for example, uh, um, uh, some of the Dharmic religions, uh, the polytheistic, they've got all kinds of stories about, you know, the, the, the different gods and stuff like that. Some of the people believe that those are true stories, and some of them don't believe they're true stories, but still consider themselves to be of those religions and casually use the word belief or believe uh, in reference to how they feel about such things. Um, but but uh, really... Um, seem to view them more as mythology than as uh, something that's entirely true. Well, I can say I agree with them that it's mythology rather than something that's entirely true. Um, yeah, so do I. So uh, same thing with uh, you know with, with with of course the Abrahamic uh, mythologies, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> which are which are taken as true by so many people here in the United States, uh, and I wonder how many people. Uh, also, you know, um, call, call what they have about those a, a belief and uh, are also along, uh, more along the lines of recognizing that they're mythologies, but thinking, you know, if they cherry pick them enough, they can get some, some you know, nice, valuable stuff out of them. Uh, and because I have noticed some people do recognize that they cherry pick and, um, you know that that they throw away the bad stuff and keep the good stuff. Other people are completely oblivious to the fact that they cherry pick. And then there are those people who just won't cherry pick. They insist that it all has to be true. And uh, you know, if you point out to them what kind of evil stuff the Bible says their God has done, then they're like, "Well, then it must have been a good thing when he did it." Yeah, we get a lot of those calls. Yeah, um, I mean, it's certainly true. And you've you've said that that's true for some of the Dharmic religions as well. 
Um, we don't get as many of those calls on the show, and I don't bump into as many people that believe that. If you do, call in. The number you can find at the bottom of the screen is 512-686-0279. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure. Jim, do you have a lot of experience with – I mean all the religions are mythology. The mm-hmm. challenge becomes – and most believers will agree all other religions are mythology. It's getting them to agree that their religion is no different than any others. Yeah. And that's where the yeah, challenge it, it, can come in. It's more a matter of the viewpoint of, of what the person calling it something is, is uh, coming from, whether, whether they're coming from the perspective of seeing it as more likely true or more likely made-up stories. Um, but, but in a lot of cases, though, I think it is, and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, in a lot of cases it, it does seem to be um, a matter of what's more likely uh, as opposed to what is definitely the case. Uh, although there are obviously some people out there who are adamant uh, that, you know, it has to be their religion's way, that it's an impossibility that it could be anything else. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's, I think, the, that's I, the danger of, of faith beliefs is that, that there's no alternative and there's no thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a good thing that our society is more leaning toward, uh, you know, let's let's take the good stuff where we can find it. Um, and, you know, don't don't assume anything to be 100 percent true. You know, if you don't have evidence, yeah, then don't uh, believe. it might not be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think when we engage in any of these conversations, the first question we should ask is, what is our goal? If we're talking to somebody about mythology and they think that their religion is true, mm-hmm. is our goal to win the argument? Is our goal to look smart? Or maybe perhaps our goal, they're so deep in their belief, is just to plant a seed of doubt. And some of the best ways to do that is not by making statements or claims. It's just by asking them questions, you know, where they go away and say, huh, I didn't think about it at that time. And it may take days, months, even take years for some people. Mm -hmm. But those seed of doubt by those questions we can ask can go a long way in helping people come out of that indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah. I I figure as a default, you know, that the the default goal of a conversation is uh, to communicate. And, uh, yeah, if if you want – if you want to set specific goals, you can do that. Uh, but, you know, it's, if, if you don't set specific goals, I think it's better to just stick with that as a default uh, in case the other person has set some specific goal and didn't tell you. So, uh, so you're, you don't have a goal that's in, in conflict with theirs without knowing it. And, uh, you know, just, just see what they have to say, see what they're thinking, see what's on their mind, and, uh, you know, let them, uh, you know, see what's on your mind in response to it or what you might have been thinking when you came into it. And, uh, it's, you know, the same as parts of a human brain talking to each other. That's how a human thinks. Um, you know, parts of humanity's brains, uh, you know, conversing with each other is how humanity thinks. And, uh, you know, that that's... That's what makes us bigger than you know than the individuals. So what makes it, gives us the potential to be something more than uh, you know the single unit. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know organizing in community is a an important aspect of um, human life. Well, um, I I hope that you uh, find community and, and have good conversations. But um, I think we're gonna let you go and and move on to other callers, Doc. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you, Dex. Thanks for calling in. I realize that I uh, haven't asked you about your deconversion story or what your 
What what led you to being a professional atheist activist? Uh, I'd like to blame my wife and say it's all her fault. <laughs> to be uh, so what happened was is I you know growing up as a kid I was in a bubble of Catholicism and everybody did it and while I questioned things and I thought it was horrible and it didn't make sense that's just what you did. Uh, and then we were getting married. You know, it was important for my family to get married in the Catholic Church, so I did. Uh, my wife was raised by her grandparents, and they grew up on an Indian reservation. So mm. all she knew about religion was white people have crazy religion. Stay away from it. So, you know, if you asked her, do you believe in God? No. Are you an atheist? No. You know, uh, you know who's Jesus? And she'd be like, I heard that name before. She had no – which is really weird growing up in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So she's going – She's a team player. She's doing the conversion to Catholicism to marry mm. me at that time. And the priest is explaining the Holy Eucharist to her. And she looks the priest dead in the eye and says, you want me to eat who and drink what? <laughs> and she was dead serious. And at that time, I looked yeah. at the priest and said, we believe some crazy things. And that started my seed of doubt. And I never recovered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it went from Catholic to Christian to deist to agnostic, uh, eventually to atheist by re- reading, you know, Dawkins, Hitchens, and actually researching the Bible. But mm-hmm. it was that moment where my wife started asking questions. Yeah. And she was one of the few people, mm-hmm. and the priest was so nice to her. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely wonderful. He was like, Chrissy, you don't have to come back. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you, we're, we're not going to convert you. He, they were just very nice. We'll marry you in the church. There will be no mass. But he, they actually invited her not to come back to any of the classes mm. because she was asking questions that they couldn't answer. Yeah. We're going to invite you not to come back because you're making my job too hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. And then you, you said when you first engaged with – Atheist activism was the reason rally, I think, in 2012. Yeah, that was someone I met Edwin Kagan, the legal policy director at just Uh a pub, and he said, Go to this thing like the reason rally. Uh And I came back like a lot of people, all fired up, all Mm -hmm. motivated, wanting to change the world and do all these things, but I didn't know how. Mm -hmm. And so, like, how could I have effect on the community and the world around me? And I said, I can start in my own backyard, Mm -hmm. I can affect my own city, my own school. Let me start there. And so I formed the Tri-State Freethinkers with a business plan to affect change and to create a true sense of community using the ACES program, which was activism, community, education, and social. Yeah. Eventually, it grew to the statewide, multiple states, mm-hmm. and then eventually uh, pitched the idea to American atheists to mm-hmm. spread grassroots activism uh, around the country. Well, that and the uh, organization you founded has become sort of successful without you, which is probably bittersweet, but... Yeah, my I, I, the Tri-State Freethinkers, you know, we built it as an organization, not mm-hmm. just about me or just about one individual, which a lot of groups, when the leader goes away, it goes away. Yeah. Uh, my plan is to step down as co-president by the end of the year, and I am fully confident that the team of people in the Armour of Volunteers, that it's going to continue to thrive. And mm-hmm. I, that's probably my proudest moment, you know, that yeah. it, it's going to go, it is this thing, it wasn't about me when originally my wife and I co-founded it, it was yeah. just us. Yeah. And now there's 2,700 members meeting on average 25 times a month, yeah. you know, affecting their community. What we're probably most known for is, you know, adopting the highway in front of the Creation Museum and Ark yeah. Encounter and then ultimately protesting the Ark Encounter with the Genocide and Incest Park banner directly mm-hmm. in front of it. Yeah, yeah your is story is, is, is pretty amazing, actually. Um, Thank you. Legit jealous, <laughs> as, the, as the youth say. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, there's probably – 
I don't know how mixed your feelings are about, you know, the organization that you founded and, and have raised is going off to college or, or whatever the equivalent is. It's not sad. It, it, okay. it, it, is a, it is a proud moment. Just like when I see my kids doing things, like I want them to get yeah. older. I want them to do the things. It's a very proud experience. I don't get sad. I okay. want it to get older, mature, right. and sit back 20 years from now and it's like, I started that. You know? <laughs> and then, you know, and while I can say I did all these things, I can't wait for 20 years from now for them to say they did all these things on their own without me. Like this yeah. is a true community. And I think that that'll kind of be my legacy, hopefully, of of building this thing that can work without any one individual. So you'll be the guy at the, you know, whatever anniversary celebration. Well, back in my day, there was no community at all. And then I founded a group. And now, look, here you are. And, and the biggest thing we're doing as we roll this out is getting atheists to show up for equal rights. Yeah. And, and we did that by redefining what is an atheist issue. Because that seems to be an argument in our community, a huge argument of when groups want to take on something, they're like, oh, that's not an atheist issue. That's not what we're about. That's not what we're founded on. And the ultimate outcome is inaction and nothing. And so we set three criteria out to define what is an atheist issue. And if it meets any one of those three criteria, then we're encouraging our local groups to act. And the first question we ask is, who's behind this issue? Who's driving the bus? Is Mm -hmm. this religion? And if so, then damn it, this is an atheist issue. Mm -hmm. The second one is, is this an equal rights issue? Is religion being used as an excuse to discriminate? Mm -hmm. Now, with those first two statements, think of all the issues that come to mind. We're talking about comprehensive sex education. We're talking Mm -hmm. LGBTQ rights, women's rights, abortion, science and history, Mm -hmm. the death penalty, dying with dignity. The list goes on where religion is on the wrong side of every one of these issues Mm -hmm. and we must show up to combat it because we haven't been in that space as a community maybe as individuals but not as a community and then the third definition is if religion is offered as the answer so you know when i signed up for american atheist it was to pitch these things Mm -hmm. never did i think i'd be talking about the weather and guns yeah you know where senators are saying we must pray for rain or we know if we want to stop a hurricane we need to ban the gays and abortion like, are you kidding me? These are actually yeah. elected officials. Or what about guns in a school shooting senator saying, you know, thoughts and prayers is the only thing that will keep our kids safe. Or in God we trust signs. Thirteen states require in God we trust signs in our school. Hmm. And I don't care if you're for guns or against guns or what your gun policy is. That's not what I'm saying. Hmm. What I'm saying is we need evidence-based programs. Can we agree as an atheist community that thoughts and prayers will do nothing? Can we agree that a placard in a school that says, in God we trust, will not keep our kids safe? Yeah. And that doesn't matter if you're pro-guns or for-guns. But when our legislators speak out, there's no way I can keep track of every idiot that says one of these things. Yeah. It's overwhelming. But as a local community, our local communities, not only can they, I would say they should speak out and hold mm-hmm. their legislators accountable for evidence-based programs on all these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's a strong message, and I, I... – I plan to give it the largest megaphone possible. We appreciate yeah. that greatly. Yeah. And uh, to that point, uh, earlier today when you gave your talk, we recorded it. And um, when we know how that's going to be published, uh, you will hear about it. Fans of this show and members of the atheist community, local and at large. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So let's go to take another call. Let's see. Can we get Kurt in Turkey? It says that you'd like to talk about the future of Islam. Yeah, Jesus, that was quick. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm on. I'm on Skype. I'm good. How are you? 
I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I've I've just been um, looking into Islam a bit. Well, for the last couple of years, and it concerns me a lot more than say Christianity or any other religion, basically, because it's fairly tele. Well, is that the right word? Totalitarian. Um, the goal is domination, essentially, and um, you know they believe that the Quran is the word of God forever and it's perfect and all that. And I just wanted to get your views on it and uh, whether it worries you at all, or because I don't particularly see Christianity as a threat to humanity or anything. But um, with the migration and everything, and yeah, I mean, I know I, it's a touchy subject. Yeah, based on where you're calling from, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I'm not sure whether you've ever lived for an extended period of time in the United States or in Texas. Um, at the present moment, Christian theocrats are my concern rather than Islamic theocrats in my home country. But yeah, I share concerns about the future of Islam and its influence on governments. You know, uh, not as much at uh, you know at home here. I mean, usually the the theocrats I think Jim deals with are, are Christian rather than. I think it's based on geography. Yeah, depending really. on what country and and not you know yeah. Islam can be your greatest threat here in, in the United States mm-hmm. to equality is actually Christianity. In other states, it's Hinduism. Yeah. You know, or Buddhism can be a mm. problem. So it's very, you know, geography located on what issue you're you're dealing with. It is sort of funny how each god and each religion picks, you know, the area around where it was founded as the most important area uh, and that's the holiest city and these are the chosen people. It's a, it's an interesting series of divine coincidences. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the idea that it is the word of God, and yeah, to and it didn't take experience over the whole world. So it it wasn't actually that Whereas, long ago that that Christianity, particularly in Europe during the Dark Ages, was a basically like that with um, varying levels of uh, obscene oppression and you know oh torture. That's God's way of determining whether or not someone's telling the truth. Funnily, how everyone that's accused and tortured confesses to anything, so it'll end. But sorry, sorry. The difference is really that Islam is supposed to be the perfect word of God for all time. Well, and the goal is to make the whole world Islamic before the end is. You know, that's the goal of Christianity, right. though. That's yeah. no different. It's the it's the, the goal as well. Islam is but new. It's following not the word of God. It's, Here, Kurt, hold on a second. It's written by humans. Yeah, well, Kurt, hold on a second. What were you saying, uh, Jim? Islam is following the same path of Christianity, just like you brought up the Dark Ages. Christianity mm-hmm. had this violent, you know, we will kill people if you don't agree with us. Kill them all, let God sort them out kind of mentality. Yeah. Islam is doing the same thing. So it is really not different than Christianity at all. Yeah. What is, is different is Christianity has matured. Yeah. You know, in the U.S., they're not killing people. They're just discriminating and taking away their rights or preventing yeah. them from getting them. Where Islam in other countries, not so much here, but in other countries, it is that violent past, which is scary. And so it makes it appear very different. While it's yeah. different today, this is the same thing Christianity did years yeah. ago. Yeah. And Islam will eventually and most likely mature to where well, that won't happen again. But the not question on its is, own, but yeah. It'll take a lot of help and probably from within as yeah. well where that, well, where that reform will, will must come. Uh, but the question is, is how many people will die in the process? Probably a lot. I mean, I... I, I, I think it will die out. Well, I, 
Sorry. I've got my fingers crossed for theocracy dying out everywhere in every form. But um, what you I realize that won't help, right? Theocracy? No, your fingers crossed. Well, yes, <laughs> of course. I mean metaphorically, right? That is that is my hope for the future. Are you sure this doesn't change world events? I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. What if I say words to myself? I've got my rabbit's foot. I'm, ah, well, rabbit's feet. Where do we stand on now? Um, Killing but, animals will not help. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. And carrying body parts around will not, will not help either. Yeah. But what Says if the it's vegetarian. the vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, but what if it's like a, 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 a piece of a saint? Like this is saint whomever's finger. Doesn't that help? No, human okay. body parts or animal body parts, we create them equally okay. on not helping solve our world's problems. Are you sure? No. I'm, um, I'm pretty confident in my statements. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, you seem overly confident. I feel, I feel. You must be an atheist. No. A little bit. Uh, sorry, what were you saying, Kurt? Um, but I, I feel that in America, there's, there's still this debate of is atheism good or bad, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, whereas around the rest of the world, it hasn't reached, I mean, it's way beyond that point. Yeah. There are people that believe and there are people that don't, you know, that is atheism bad is not really a debate that's happening anywhere else in the world, I think. Um, well, I would say we're in the early stages it, of that in the United States. Cause there's some, like, I, I would almost say that we're, in the stages before that, because there's still people trying to, to tell us what atheism is oh. that are not atheists. Um, and again, yeah. it's based on geography. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like 25% of the U S is not religious and millennials and younger generations. It's a third. Yeah. When their kids get older, I see that going to even potentially up to 50%. If yeah. you look in Europe, it's the majority over 50% and some even a lot yeah. higher are not religious. But then if you go into some of the states in the Middle East, countries in the Middle East, yeah. you know, you can be put to death just for saying you're an atheist. They still have yeah. blasphemy laws. So, again, yeah. it's, it's very based Absolutely. on geography of how yeah. atheists are viewed. And I would say that blasphemy laws uh, I, to varying degrees exist in Europe. And then, I mean, not explicitly ones, but there's laws about, well, you can't say something based on how uh, offensive it's found generally in society. And then there's pushes, particularly in the Scandinavian countries, by um, people that have recently immigrated there to have explicit blasphemy laws. One of the things that's interesting is in, I forget which Middle Eastern country, a person who is Muslim uh, was found in violation of a blasphemy law because they criticized ISIS. Um, even though the government and the country is officially in opposition to ISIS because criticizing the views of ISIS was seen as criticizing the views of Islam because while they do different things, the stated religious point is not very different at all. Um, and one of the things I will say is at the present moment, sure, you know, in the United States, you can't be killed for not being the right kind of Christian. But I, I feel like people are not sufficiently concerned about how close – that is as a potential outcome if we don't stand like, up to be counted. I'm an Australian mm -hmm. and um, it's Today. all, you know, it's, it's the borders of the ocean, you know, so it's yeah. um, still a long way away, but um, Europe, Europe's um, got its problems and uh, we're about to, well, not we, but Idlib, the Idlib province in Syria is about to be invaded and um, they're, they're potentially, it probably won't happen, the borders are shut, 
there could be another wave of migration going through. Well, um, and yeah, I mean, it, immigration like brings with it. It was a lot of. So I was just going to say, immigration brings with it um, cultural clashes, uh, but I mean, the vast majority of Muslims are not extremists. I think the low estimate for the number of non-extremists is 85 percent. Um, but the majority of as far as what they do, as far as what people believe, it's a lot higher than I think the, the average person believes, right? The number of, of um, yeah. Muslims polled worldwide that when they're asked, oh, is there um, any circumstance where the targeting of non-combatants is – uh, acceptable to defend Islam. It's always acceptable. Um, uh, it's sometimes acceptable. It's never acceptable. People in often, oftentimes when they're counting extreme statements will say, oh, only the people that say it's always acceptable to target are extremists. But if you count the people that will say ever, targeting noncombatants is the definition of terrorism. If you count the proportion of Muslims worldwide that say, well, sometimes – uh, it's acceptable. It's the numbers are alarming. I don't have them memorized, but and if you look in the U.S., we are way more likely to be killed by a domestic terrorist. Yeah, a white no, to male. Be clear. In the Christian United States, we have very different problems than, than Islam. Yeah. But yet, we spend all this money oh, on foreign terrorism, but we refuse to look. And you just look yeah. at the way we look at things when there's a shooting or something happens. They look at you know if it's a yeah. white male, it's a mental health issue. If it's, if, it's, yeah. if it's somebody of color, you know, or if it's overseas, it, then it's terrorism. Like they're yeah. not viewing this as domestic terrorism. They're not viewing it the same way. No, not at all. It, that that is happening in Canada and stuff like that, though, where um, someone will kill other people, scream Al Akbar, and then the media reports it as, uh, oh, we still have not decided what the we we don't know the reason behind this yet. They would quote us something from the Quran, and it seems like a, a giant cover up, essentially. Well, um, and this I, has happened a lot, actually. Yeah, I I would discourage the the notion that there's some kind of conspiracy, but I would say the the there's a a growing community of activist ex Muslims, and the thing that they say always is. No, don't say that insulting Islam is the same as insulting, for example, um, an Arab person or a person from the Middle East because there's a difference. Oh, I, no, no, no. I would I, never – No, no, no. I know. I know. But the, I, I think that what I'm, what I'm saying is that they would agree with you that there is a, a, a misguided notion. It's not universal. But there are people who are not close to the issue, particularly in the United States because lots of people are not close to – any religious issue as it affects our politics, which is frustrating but um, ending uh, because of the current political uh, climate. But there are people that are not close to the issue that say, oh, the people that oppose Islam or Islamic ideas are all racist. And the reason they do that is there are people that oppose Islam, Islamic ideas and anyone that is brown because they are racist, right? I've, I have personally heard the statement – well, no, we have to ban is uh, Muslims from coming in because they hate us because we're white. And so that statement exists um, and those people exist. But there are also people yeah. like me where it doesn't matter what a color a person is, if they're willing to kill noncombatants 
for uh, whatever reason, religious or otherwise, I find that a problem. And, and to kind of go on to that, in yeah. Cincinnati, we bring in an ex-religious speaker, ex-Jehovah's Witness, ex-Jehovah's yeah. We bring in ex-Mormons. Yeah. It's no big deal. We brought it, and no one cares. We yeah. brought in the ex-Muslims. Yeah. And the community, some of them lashed out to say we were discriminating. Against, and, the, against yeah. you know, yeah. and we were like, no, we do this all the yeah. time. Yeah. And they're just two people sharing their personal story yeah. You know, of how they were Muslim and how what happened to them. And they were powerful stories to how they became atheists. Mm-hmm. And we had to tell them, watch the videos. Yeah. And then call me if you have a problem. But there was backlash on that one. Yeah. No other ones. Yeah. But on that one, you, you, you see that backlash. And that's yeah. true. we've seen that around the country. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of it is is why, misguided but well-intentioned. Of There's a lot of um, – issues of racial injustice that are coming to a head in our country right now. And no one wants one of those issues to be, well, any person of color, even the Muslims, to be a statement that is ever deemed acceptable because Muslim is not a race, um, though there are people that are I mean, mistaken. If I and became believe a Muslim that. right now, my race would not change. Yet. No, it wouldn't. And I would say that you have unsupported conclusions about the existence of a god regardless of what color you were um if you came to a conclusion i believe was unsupported but yeah it's it's an interesting and and you know somewhat it's a tough one yeah it's divisive but i think probably it's just the where the overton window is you know misunderstandings about what this means and in particular the people that are driving the opposition that are driving the bus are religious and misguided. It's, it's a shame that those two things often go hand in hand in politics, but um, at least in the United Even States. Even I was looking into racism, uh, race, race today, and, even, mm-hmm. and I mean, there's no genetic difference between all of us. We're all, we've all got yeah. the same genetic. Race is not a scientific concept. It's a social construct that has divided no, our species it's, for... It's extremely tricky. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that doesn't mean that racism isn't real and doesn't exist at all. It does. It's just uh, the problem is that it's such a... Extremely tricky. Sorry? And, no, it's just an extremely tricky thing. It really yeah. is. Uh, politically, um, socially, you know, religiously, um, yeah, visually. Depends on how simple you are, I suppose. What... Okay. Well, I mean, to be clear, the where the where the barriers between one race and another race are have changed over the years, right? The reason that yeah. people in the United States say white instead of Anglo-Saxon, my understanding is they wanted to include eventually they decided, "Oh, we have to include the Irish so that we're so that we are still a majority." Um that's in quotes for people listening on the podcast. But yeah, no, it's an incredibly tricky and divisive so series of social issues, and I'm not an expert. Though I've just not spent five good. minutes giving my opinion, as though I were. Um, <laughs> but that's the that's the nature of the show. Um, I don't know. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? You are also here with a microphone. Uh, you know, I, I think if we just treat people equally. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's really the simple answer. Just to simplify, it, we got to stop discriminating for people against any reason, and any reason. We shouldn't discriminate. If we treat people equally, the world will be a better place. Yeah. I, I agree. Just, I'll, I'll, I'll finish here, but, but mm-hmm. the, the Quran is supposed to be the perfect word of God forever. It has never been changed. 
and it teaches to kill all non-believers after they've given the opportunity to convert. It's convert or die. Um, that's what it teaches, um, to kill homosexuals, to kill, you know, all of these people. So it's, it's, it's not exactly like Christianity or any other religion. Well, Sounds just like it to me. Yeah, so, well, I think the difference is what the people who call themselves that are doing currently, right? The days of... Commandment from God. Yeah, there's a commandment from God in the Bible, in the Old Testament, to kill any man who lies with another man as a man lies with a woman has committed an abomination and is deserving of death. It is not descriptive. It, it demands to kill. And it's by yeah. stoning, by the way, if you but want to know how you're stoning. supposed to die. Yeah. Like, so what you're saying about the Quran is everything the Bible says. The, the difference is Christians aren't reading the Bible anymore. Yeah. We appreciate that because I'm glad I'm not stoned to death when I walk down the street. Yeah, where people in the Quran are now reading this and enacting it out, and I think that's where you're seeing the difference. But if you look at fundamentalist Christianity, they are reading these things. Sorry, the Christians think the Bible is the exact and perfect word of God for all time. Yes, some, some, not all, but there there, is the the difference is that um, uh, Christianity, particularly in the West, has been moved by you know the advancement of civil society. To the point where it ignores the Bible more. But that's where you have the creationists that believe the earth is 6,000 years old. Yeah. Because the Bible tells them these yeah. things, you know, that they hate the gay people because this is what the Bible says. Atheists yeah. are evil. So there is a whole sect of Christianity that does this. Not all yeah. of them. Yeah. The but, difference is that right now they don't have the, the laws or the vote to implement that. But they're starting to stand up and say, yes, I think this should be done. I don't think it should be done by me or outside the law. But it's the government's job to kill criminals. And the Bible says that uh, gay people should be criminals and put to death. They say that now, right? They're tampered by civil society to the point where they think they need a law to do this, which is good. Um, but In Africa, evangelicals got that law passed in some countries yeah. to put people to death yeah. for being gay. Yeah. All over the place. Oh, it's, that's, that's the um, – I mean, ISIS were just going uh, – Exactly by the book, essentially. When yeah. they threw people off the building, that was because they were gay. When they burnt them in the cage, that was because they were Muslims that attacked them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ev- everything was justified word for word by the Quran. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing because it's it's uh, how do you how do you reform what is considered to be perfect, and how do you interpret the word from God, word of God? You know, this is. This is where I think the differentiation is. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to – I'm not trying to incite violence or anything or, um, yeah. you know, take this out of, you know, take this your show out of uh, – you know what I mean. But uh, Out of context. Christianity yeah, went to this serious. thing, too, where everybody did this. They killed everybody who disagreed, and eventually they didn't. And yeah. I think this is the path Islam will follow as well. Yeah. I mean, just, to be clear, it's going to take time. you ask, how do you reform something that's considered perfect? I don't aim to reform. I aim to deconvert. And to be clear, there's a rising tide of non-believers in the Muslim world that I think need our help and yeah, support. I, I was very concerned and I've, I've been a bit, I've been reassured a bit lately that it probably will die in the next 50 years, but yeah. Uh, maybe I've been and you can help learning with that. too much lately and scaring the shit out of myself, you know. I am. I'm trying. I'm mm-hmm. trying. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting involved. Dang. Well, thumbs up for rock and roll on getting involved. All right. Cheers, yeah. guys. Love Cheers. You, Stay in touch and, and know that you're not alone in, in thinking that, that these terrible things are terrible.
if that helps at all. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for calling him. Thanks for calling him. Yeah, it is interesting, particularly when there's callers outside the U.S. and sometimes inside the U.S. that say, no, Islam is a greater threat, right? And they, it's sort of like, okay, well, you can debate globally, whatever, but all polit, like there's the expression, all politics is local. So there's very little that a, a an election in Syria, for example, is going to affect my day to day life immediately. And, and this is where I, I agree and disagree on part of this is in their country, Islam probably is the greater threat. Yeah. But when you start saying it's different than Christianity, like, no. No, it's Like, not. this is the same thing. You're you're not seeing that piece. But yeah. So I agree Islam is a greater threat to them. Yeah. Have you seen to the point where the group hit the streets with a Quran and they start reading verses and got Christians to say it's horrible? Oh, and then they – And then they show them that it's actually the Bible? Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's kind of that same thing. Yeah. It's sort of like, oh, this is horrible. And then you pull it and then I'm sure they have come up with some apologetic. It's interesting. You get those conversations at the after show dinners, um, which are here every week for free at 1507 West Koenig Lane at the Free Thought Library. You sit down with people from, you know, for the deep south Mississippi or whatever, from the landmass, um, who will point out that they've had conversations with their their relatives or their friends and said like, oh, well, I mean, if the Bible said something ridiculous, like, oh, it wasn't just Jesus that rose from the dead after he rose from the dead, like the whole town's dead relatives all came up and greeted people like a bunch of zombies. That would be ridiculous, right? And they go, oh, yeah, of course. And then it's, well, let me let me show you this, this passage right here in the Bible where it says this. And immediately their friend and relative goes, well, let me explain to you what was happening there. So when it says this, what it means is, and it's sort of, like less than two minutes ago, you were saying that this would be ridiculous and that the Bible didn't say this. And now you have an explanation for what the, the authors meant and what God's words were that you didn't know a second ago. Yeah, people say atheists take the Bible out of context or a quote. But when you start reading like the Jesus story and, and do the whole story and it yeah. becomes a zombie village, like, no, no. When you read the whole thing, it's yeah. even worse. Yeah. We're not picking a single quote or a single passage. When you actually yeah. read the story and comprehend it, like Noah – like yeah. The story of Noah, we're taught as kids, this is great. You have animals in a boat and Noah. And it's like, this is a story about genocide and incest. Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. Who thought this was a good children's story? And who thought it was a good family fun day for a park? Like, yeah. who really thought this through? Yeah. There's a caller that called in to this show um, a while ago. I think it may have been last year that called in and said when he was a child, he drew the Noah's Ark story. And he drew the boat with all the happy animals and Noah. And then he filled the water around it with dead animals because it would have been full of dead animals. And this was a problem. And um, the call was about, you know, the passage, you know, withhold not correction from a child. Um, and so that was not something that went over well with his uh, preacher of a father. But it's sort of, no, you lose your belief or your membership in Christianity by putting the Bible in context. Uh, yeah, when you read the book, I've I've joked because there's a book I recommend called A Manual for Creating Atheists by Peter Bogosian that's great. And when I say, oh, have you read you know A Manual for Creating Atheists? More often than not, the person hasn't heard of it, and they say, oh, do you mean the Bible? And it really does work that way. It's yeah. Uh, there's a Mark Twain quote to that effect as well. And then here I'll, I'll finish flapping my gums for this amount of time, but. There's a Mark Twain quote that's um, the the surest cure for Christianity is reading the Bible. Um, it, that one got traction because there was a, a Christian bookstore that put that as a quote in the front. And it's sort of like, I'm pretty sure they didn't understand 
what the context of that quote meant. Um, and then actually, before we move on, I have a couple of quick announcements. Um, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central, Shelley Seagal is doing an AMA on our Reddit. That's very exciting. Um, I wasn't sure what day it was going to be. I know that I'm clearing my schedule for tomorrow afternoon so that I can at very least read through it and ask a few questions. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. And in addition to that, this Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, there's going to be an AMA with Nick Fish, the uh, the new newly... president of American Atheist. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a real good guy, and you'll be able to to ask him whatever. And that's on the uh, the um, ACA's Reddit. So yeah, Nick's been working with American Atheist for years. He's more yeah. been behind the scenes running things, which yeah. people haven't seen. But uh, he's worked hard, so mm-hmm. it'll be people to get a chance to know him and ask yeah. him questions about the future of American Atheist and mm-hmm. some of the new projects we'll be doing. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with so, him. Yep. Yeah, he's he's got the the talent and the the fortitude and the experience. I think it's going to be great. Um, let's go ahead and take. Do, 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 do. Let's take Jesse in New Jersey. Uh, the note here says that you've been accused on Facebook of lacking respect and bashing Christianity because you post clips of ACA shows. Just uh, basically advertisements, or not advertisements so much, but um, posts for atheists, like the atheist experience. My friend came back with um, uh, stuff like he learned respect, and uh, it was like Christian bashing posts. And all of that, and this is someone that I've known since high school, um, like thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I, I just, you know, he said that you uh, complain about religious people constantly shoveling their beliefs down your throat. And I said, yes, I do. You know, I have a problem with uh, the oceans of religious reminders I see. Yet you begrudge me the few drops of atheist views I post. Yeah. And then I said, you know, it reminds me of uh, 2 Samuel 12, where the person with many lambs has a problem with the person who has only one. <laughs> and I said, but it shouldn't take an atheist to remind you of a fable from the Bible. Yeah, well, it often and it does, actually. Like that and, what's that? It, it usually takes an atheist to remind Christians of what's in the Bible. At least that's yeah, my exactly. experience. Yeah. Mine too. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, it goes on, and I said... Uh, just stuff like religions try to take credit for things that are just plain common sense and decency. Thou shalt you know, not murder. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, and how people confuse morality with religion all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, because morality is just an innate sense of common decency. Yeah, social species. You know, a rational consideration of the consequences of your action, which I've heard Matt say all the time. And, yeah. Um, Religion has nothing whatsoever to do with the origin of that, presuming there is one. Yeah, well, I would say the origin of that is humans being a social species and living and having a language that these things can be communicated in. Um, Of course. Let me take this opportunity to say thank you for posting the clips of our shows. And uh, unless something has changed, we still have our uh, T-shirt challenge, or rather our... um, our Talk Heathen poster challenge where you can go online, get a copy of our poster with the number to call our show and post them. And the person who posts the largest number in a week gets uh, a Talk Heathen t-shirt. So send those in to mail at 
dot org. Um, but sorry uh, for running over you, Jesse. Yeah, it's it's frustrating to bump into people, Christians and non-believers alike, that think that talking about the issue is somehow insulting in and of itself. I know that you say that a lot. It, it goes to privilege. You know, the, yeah. I always say the worst thing you can do to a Christian is treat them equally. They hate that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. t- t- taking well, away taking away privilege is not discriminating against Christianity. Yeah. And Christian privilege has been pervasive in this country and we're taking it back to eliminate yeah, really. that to treat all people of all religions equally. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a fight on our hands, but we're winning. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. That's I really it. hope so. It's an uphill battle, but we're we're charging ahead pretty quickly at this point. And I think the big difference is you're going to start to see local groups going after their own school board, city councils, getting mm-hmm. involved. And that's kind of our initiative to get them involved in their local government with schools, city councils, and on policies that matter and on the equal rights issue. You know, the most important thing yeah. we can do as atheists is show up when religion is trying to discriminate against people. And they are on so many different areas. And yeah. we must be in this yeah. space. And we must speak out. And that's, that kills me, though. I mean, he's trying to talk to me about uh, respect. In the meantime, atheists aren't getting any. Yeah. It goes back to I respect you as a person, but I don't respect your belief or bad ideas. Yeah, and and exactly. and, I, and I said that with my friends. They go, "You need to respect my beliefs," and I'm like, "No, I don't. I don't respect bad ideas." And they yeah. get a little shocked, but I make that very clear. I respect you as a person. Yeah. I'm not calling you bad names. I am not saying anything personally. Yeah. But your belief system is a bad idea. Yeah. If you want to boil it down yeah. simple, and and we shouldn't respect bad ideas. No, yeah. And I mean, I get along well with my family because I respect them as people, even though the, uh, a majority of them are still Christians and still attend church. Um, the the book that they use as divine inspiration is full of not just genocide and incest, but all kinds of terrible, sexist, unequal ideas that are terrible. I, my vocabulary is limited today. But it's terrible. Yeah. Well, some of the most wonderful people I've ever known in my life are very, you know, strong believers in Christianity and very, you know, very devout Christians. And I mean, they are wonderful, wonderful people. And there is no possible way that I would ever, ever take them out of my life. But it's just that the religion absolutely is, I despise it. I set a rule with my family that, that went pretty well because mm-hmm. uh, my sister would get upset with me or certain relatives would get mm-hmm. upset with me because I would be talking about atheism. And so what I said is this. I don't need to bring it up, mm-hmm. and I won't bring it up. I can talk to you because you're my family. But if you bring something yeah. up, I will not let it go yeah. unchallenged. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. I've mm-hmm. had some very good conversations with my family because of this, and other family members have learned very quickly to avoid the subject like the plague – and we get along fine because they won't bring it up because they can't handle it. But I don't get upset. Yeah. I understand it. I am just talking about a few things. Uh, but it's up to them if they want to engage because I am always happy to engage. Uh, mm-hmm. But if they don't right. want to, that's fine. But don't say stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm going to yeah. pray for you or, you know, whatever yeah. they may be talking about God and Jesus. And I'll be like, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't open up the uh, floodgates. But but yeah. having that conversation with your family to set that groundwork ahead of time to avoid a fight where they get upset, I think goes a long way. Like, hey, yeah. I know this bothers you, 
but also but, understand if you say this, you know, yeah. we don't. And just setting that groundwork, and it could be different. Whatever your rules of engagement are with your family, as long as everybody knows or your friends know. Yeah. You know, or if you have a safe word to bow out, like, okay, we've had enough. Let's go talk about baseball yeah. or swimming. You know, maybe you need a safe word. I have a friend that has a safe word, <laughs> you know, when they get into yeah. – and it's with their spouse, you know, yeah. when they get into a, right. a discussion yeah. about these things. Whatever you need to do, but setting that groundwork and open communication – uh, and don't, you know, and most people only want to engage in a few minutes when they say something, not for hours. Yeah. Well, I'm sure on the show, we, we do this for, for hours, hours we are gay, yeah. but most people want a couple minute conversation, then they want to move on. Yeah. And I think we need to respect that as well. Yeah. I mean, recently, yeah. a, a close friend of mine I've known basically my whole life asked me like, yeah, I've been meaning to ask you and I know I can ask you because we're friends and you're not going to be offended. You know, why do you do this? Why do you think this is important? What's wrong with agnosticism? Um, you know, don't you think that uh, Catholics are more likely to be uh, insulted than Christians because of all the scandals in the church? Um, it was difficult. Uh, I think I avoided telling them no because this has been happening for decades now and no one. Well, the thing is, Catholics are Christians. Yeah. Well, that and, and I don't Depends think that. Depends on who you talk to. Well, <laughs> that's very true. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're not permitted to work at the Ark Park, actually. Correct. Um, yeah. It depends on who you ask and when, because if they're speaking publicly, sometimes they don't mention that. But, yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, uh, keep posting clips, I say. You know, connect to, with us on Facebook. Uh, or hopefully you're part of one or more of the discussion groups uh, that well, yeah. the ACA has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also posted a meme on your page that you liked. The one about how you doing? Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, if I'm remembering. People call in and they ask the host how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've been watching the show, you should know that, mm. right? Yeah. Okay, never yeah. mind. Anyway. No, 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 it's good. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to throw any shade at our callers. We're happy for each one we get, and I'm happy no, to tell no, them no. that I'm I, doing I, marvelous. I, I understand. But yeah, I understand. It was. We do get that sentiment from callers and from people in the booth that it's like, no, no, they know that you're fine. You know that they're fine. Otherwise, they wouldn't be calling. No, it's just a. It's just yeah. It's just a. Um, hey, it's poking a, a little fun. Thing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. anyway. All right, Jesse. Well, I think we're going to move on to our next uh, caller. But uh, thank you for calling in, and I hope you All right, keep in touch. Thank you so much. We'll keep talking to you. Definitely. Yeah, keep dropping memes. Thank you so much. All right. Go, take care. Go without God. All right, let's see. Oh, we've got a theist caller who has proof of God and uh, wishes to debate that proof. This ought to be interesting. Yeah. Rob from New York. How are you doing? I've just... <laughs> Rob? Rob, can you hear me? Well, I think we may have to put Rob back on hold. That's a shame. Um, so the proof of God is nothing. Well... <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's like a, a metaphor there or something. Yes, there is. Um, silence. Let's see. Actually, let's get um, – I think it's Merit in Norway, although if it's in Norway, I've probably mispronounced it. Merit, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. And yes, you did mispronounce it, but so does my boyfriend, so it's all good. <laughs> how do you pronounce it, if you don't mind me asking? Marit. Marit. That's still not correct, but there's a tonality difference that English speakers don't really get. Okay. 
<laughs> well, how are you doing, my Norwegian friend? I'm doing great, thanks. Okay. So it says here Enjoying that... the cold. Ah, I envy you, kind of, because I live in Texas and the heat gets to me. Yep. Yeah. But at least you have air conditioning when it is hot, though. That's true, was, uh, yeah. This past summer was horrid over here. I... <laughs> Mm, yeah, it must not be that global warming thing that's totally fake. Um, yes, definitely. Sarcasm. We don't want that email. It's it's a thing. <laughs> Too late. Right. Too late. Ah, oh, they've already hit send. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the note here says you're a proponent of teaching uh, world religions in school. Yes, I am. Um, so I was telling your call screener that I started when I started school. The the sort of course was called Christianity, but nowadays I think they teach um, religion and ethics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's changed through my lifetime, and it's actually uh, like I've lived in the U.S. and I've lived in Spain and I've lived in Japan for a short spell, um, and I've lived in the U.K. and And the thing is, everywhere I go, aside from Japan, I do know quite a lot about the religion. That's quite big in that country mm-hmm. um not a lot of people do know much about the shintoism religions and stuff like that but anyways <laughs> tangents um <laughs> yeah no i was gonna say, i was about to ask well was it shinto or like zen buddhism which hopefully is less popular there because there's like yeah, a... i think it was shinto that my host mom uh believed in but but my my biggest point is the whole like so when i was living in the u.s especially there were obviously a lot of religious people and i wasn't even living in the bible belt mm. but in general, like I'd make biblical references that people wouldn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I've been an atheist my whole life. Like my father puts warning stickers on Bibles in hotels. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was I, just wondering what what atheist Americans think about that, because obviously there's the whole separation of church and state thing. But at the same time, as part of sort of learning culture and also, in my opinion, keeping people away from indoctrination, um, religion is something that people should learn about. I think that a comprehensive, to use a word that's probably going to be a dirty word with Christian fundamentalists anyway, um, course on world religions can be very helpful. It was certainly very helpful for me going to a Catholic high school to have a course that, I mean, it was, it's a private school, so they could teach religion. So I got uh, four years of religious instruction. One of those eight semesters was world religions. That one was really interesting. And because I wasn't Catholic and I was learning about another religion that I wasn't told was true, I think that probably helped me lay the groundwork for my deconversion. My concern would be that in the United States, we have a rule about not teaching creationism as science and not trying to indoctrinate people in schools. And that still happens. So my concern would be the implement the practical implementation of that. Um, you probably have some. I have kids in school and I live in Kentucky between the Creation Museum and Ark Encounter. So I have firsthand experience yeah. with this. So in Kentucky, they're actually teaching the Bible as a liter- literacy cla- uh, literature class. Literature. So this is happening. They're actually teaching the Bible. They also have world religion classes in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And in theory, it sounds great. Like you yeah. learn all the religions. You learn culture. Yeah. You can have open discussions. But what the world religion classes do in Kentucky is they flip through them quickly and say, here's other religions that are a myth. They go straight to Christianity and say, this is the word of God, and then they indoctrinate. Yeah. And so these world religion classes aren't being taught as world religion depending on what state you live in and yeah. what school. If they did it properly, like we've seen in Europe, and, this would yeah. be fantastic where kids could get culture. But as soon as we have parents 
when you get to the part of Islam, they lose it. They They're upset. Yeah. You're indoctrinating my kids into Islam. You're the, no, yeah. we were just talking about what they believe to have a better understanding, and yeah. they go apeshit. Yeah. Like, they are super upset. So we do semi-teach a world religion class, but it's basically as a ploy to indoctrinate kids yeah. into Christianity is what it's used as. Another one Norwegian of those, teachers eh? do that, too. Yeah. Uh, my, my parents basically told one of my teachers off when I was younger because one of the answers was because God loves us. Um, <laughs> so... But, but, but I feel like... So I've got some American friends who posted about how... Uh, religious should be kept away from schools um, because they didn't want people to become religious or whatever because they they were atheist. Um, And I was like, but wouldn't you rather know some of the culture? But that's not what's being done. If that's what it was, yes, I think I would, you know, I've exposed my kids to world religions. And I think that's great if our schools did that as that, but that Mm -hmm. in practice that's not what's happening, yeah. and that is the biggest issue we have. And until we can yeah. get a true separation of religion and government, I'm, I'm somewhat against doing it mm-hmm. until we're sure that it can be done properly. Then I would love to see it in the classroom. I think it is it is a good idea. It's funny you're mentioning the separation of religion and government because in Norway, um, shops aren't allowed to be open on Sundays for supposedly religious reasons, even though it's open on Sundays leading up to Christmas. Uh, and we've got, like, Life of Brian was banned when that came out, but the blasphemy laws have been sort of taken away a bit. And up up until very, very recently, we had a state church, but we're still quite um, secular, quite secular, which is strange. Yeah, you have the uh, inverted situation. You have a country with a history of religious laws and a population with a history of being secular and advancing that way. And in the United States, we have a a country with a history of secular laws and a population with a history of being overtly religious and going in that direction. So um, I think we may pass each other in various ways as your government becomes more secular and hopefully ours returns to... I know that crossing my fingers doesn't do anything. It's an expression of hope. Um, I'm going to call you out every time. Every time, yeah. I don't knock on wood either. When I'm not here next episode, I'll call in and be like, hey... Hey. I saw you. <laughs> yeah, on, on the topic of Life of Brian. So mm-hmm. uh, my boyfriend's name is Joseph, and my name uh, is sort of, it, it's derived from the biblical name Maria. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much sort of working towards if we ever have a boy, we name him Brian. Mm. Nice. Yeah, well, I mean, go for it, right? I heard Just to show people that we aren't religious. <laughs> yeah, I heard um, earlier this year that the the song Always Look on the Bright Side of Life from The Life of Brian, um, which is a fantastic movie and a fantastic song. You should see it. Um, I, it'll probably be one of the first, if not the first, movie shown at an ACA event uh, when we get those going. But um, that the song Always Look on the Bright Side of Life surpassed in popularity whatever the old traditional religious song to be played at funerals was in the U- UK. Right, like That became the most popular song that people requested to have played at their own funeral, which... That's amazing. It's awesome, right? I mean, that may be the strongest argument that I've ever heard to move there. Um, But, yeah, it's it's an interesting world we live in because, I mean, there is also the rise of, of, like, fundamentalist organizations in uh, 
ostensibly Western countries, Turkey and that. And, and they're targeting our schools. I mean, yeah, that, that's really that's, ground zero of the LA Times reported in the 1990s, the Christian right hijacked over 2,000 school boards. Yeah. You know, and, oh, wow. we're, and we're here in Texas, and where Texas goes, the rest of the schools go because they order the most books yeah. and everybody follows. And, you know, you know, my child was taught that the Constitution of the United States was founded based on Moses and the Ten Commandments yeah. in a top school in Kentucky. And this is all around. Yeah. Uh, they're infiltrating schools. There's another one in Ohio. Mm-hmm. They're, they do, they're doing this test. Like, you know, that are, you know, are you a good person? How can you improve yourself? It's a big motivational Mm self-improvement type class and test, which is great. However, if you mark the part, like, do you have religion? And you mark no, it gives you a bad grade as a person. Mm. And this is what they're teaching our kids in our public schools, that you're bad for not having religion. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and bet that Pastafarianism wasn't on there as a religion. No. Uh, but See, I actually had to explain at my Norwegian school what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I think we, I think we've ordered the hard copy of the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster for the library, but it hasn't arrived yet. So, I have mine. Lovely. Yeah. Kind I of want that now. <laughs> yeah, it's available online. Uh, so, well, in any case, um, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thank you for calling in, my Norwegian friend, whose name I have trouble pronouncing. And for the record, I never mispronounced her name. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, see, the only person when I was living in the U.S. who didn't, like, inadvertently call me nightmare, because if you pronounce my name and try to roll the R too much, it becomes the Norwegian word for nightmare, was my maths teacher, who then moved to Chihuahua, Mexico, to be a missionary. Oh. <laughs> so, swings and roundabouts, ups and downs, right? Yep. Got the name correctly, missionary. Well, in any case, uh, thank you for calling in. And I think Rob has uh, called back in. So we'll let you go. Thanks. Bye. Have a good godless Sunday. All right. And I think uh, Rob uh, in New York. Hey, you're back. Yeah. The note says that you have proof of God and that you'd like to. Um, I I believe I I was enjoying your social uh, commentary. Uh, balancing atheism and religion. Uh, hello, Mr. Boone. Uh, hello, Mr. Rob. How are you? Mm-hmm. It doesn't I'm have fine, your last thanks. name. so. And uh, right. hello to Jim as well, who is also here. Hi, Rob. So I'm very curious to hear your uh, so-called evidence for God. Uh, I am going to... Th- uh, which? How do you want to take this? You want it to start from Genesis? Is that... So to be clear, is your proof for God the Bible? Uh, I'm, it's, I'm going to prove my knowledge for God, and that'll how I'll base my uh, my creationist story. Okay, so I I'm willing to to accept for the sake of discussion, at least the beginning, that you are familiar with the Bible and the God of the Bible. How many times? I mean, uh, how many times have I read the Bible? I guess you're asking. No, I'm. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm. You've called in. You've. You've presumably prepared to to talk with the the host of the show. Um, I'm willing to say yes. I, I believe that this person probably has a good knowledge of the Bible, um, and or of some form of Christian doctrine. If I can assume, I don't know what it is that you believe is true. Uh, first of all, I am. I am a Christian. Okay. I'm a believer of God. I'm a believer of the Holy Spirit. Okay. 
in the in the Protestant tradition of the United States, or uh, on my my own journey in life. Okay, so the Trinity and like salvation through the resurrection of Jesus and these kinds of things. And through man. What? Uh, through through the, the Trinity and man himself. That is our that has always been our salvation, I believe. Do you mean the do you mean the person of Jesus or do you mean people now when you say of man? Uh people since the beginning of history. Can you explain that? What about women? Yeah. And then uh, do you mean... Uh, women have been the social backbone of society since we, they've been bearing children. Okay. Um, so but not when, treated equally then. Yeah. Uh, I, I was born in 1960. I, don't, I am not familiarized with the, with the, with the male-female role beyond that time. Okay, but to be clear, do you believe that the God of the Bible or, or the God... The God of the Bible, the God that you believe in's prescriptions for humanity include treating women equally, like as equal members um, of society. I I believe since since the monetary system didn't exist that much in the, in the hands of, of most, um, treating women equally was probably in in in, uh, in socialization. I think they were talking about what you knew and. Right. So as far as the – well, okay, I'm not entirely sure I follow you, but here, let me, let me come at this a different way. Um, mm-hmm. Do you believe that uh, people in society should be treated equally regardless of whether or not they are a woman? Yes, of course. Okay, cool. We agree, I think. I, I, I'll do my best not to speak for you, Jim, but I'm pretty sure that – I'll agree with that statement. All right. I was a little bit nervous there for a second. No. Um, Why? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm joking. Um, so, so do you have any evidence beyond using quoting the Bible as yeah. evidence? I mean, the Bible is not evidence for God. So beyond yeah. the Bible, we're familiar with what it says. We're familiar with the creation yeah. story. Beyond using the Bible as a quote, do you have evidence? That's what I am curious to hear, and I'm sure some of the listeners are too. The historic evidence... Is 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 always present in the books, but the evidence I use as historical, I will use as um, my belief in the future. So, just to be clear, the evidence that you're using to demonstrate that the God of the Bible is true is, in part, the Bible, in part, historical documents, and in part, what you believe about the future. Yes, they tie into one, and that is the predictions of, of okay. the Bible. When you say uh, evidence, and Moses, uh, not Moses. Yeah. Wait. When you say predictions of the future. Yeah. yeah. When you say evidence, is this? This seems like something that I would a, a basis upon which there is nothing I would believe or conclude. Certainly yeah. not yeah. anything supernatural. I, I didn't want to go into your past into the past. Okay. Well, so do you here? Well, well, let me see if I can I can sort of get to the meat of the issue if you'll follow me here, Rob. Yeah. Good. Um, I think I know the answers to some of these questions, but I don't want to mischaracterize what it is that you believe. So, here, walk with me. Do you believe that a god exists? Uh yes, quite frankly, I believe in the, in a heaven that is a a universe unto itself that we do not live in. Okay. 
Um, do you believe that that God interacts with reality as we can perceive it, like miracles? On a, regu- on a regular basis. Okay. Is there a way that – can you give an example of one of those interactions? Uh, the part of your conscious that when you're thinking you're going to do something you shouldn't do that kind of taps you on the shoulder. Okay. So it human thoughts. Okay. Are there other – uh, examples that you would give that you would characterize as God interacting with reality? Um, see, from what I understand, since the Old Testament, um, God, who is Defender, now the Son, 2,000 years later, his, his role in the kingdom is different. It, it's a word, role of the word and not of the sword. Do you understand the difference? Yeah, so I... Th- yeah, I... So the answer is no. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's good. It's, you know, complete answer. I'm going to be the last person to call you out for lengthy answers because um, I give them uh, oftentimes. But you've, you've said that you believe in the God of the Bible and that your reason for believing in this God is, I think you said historical documents, the Bible, and then also beliefs about the future. Well, we can we, the historical documents. You mean you can relate them to the Bible, of course, and that is the the trail of Israel and Christianity. The other historical documents are hit true history. Okay, so those so, are the historical documents that you're looking at. So to be clear, if you were to learn, for example, that there was historical evidence that demonstrated that uh, the Jewish people were never slaves in Egypt, would that shift what you believe about that story in the Bible? Um, historically, what I understand, since I predicted that the pyramids were, were the original Garden of Eden structures left, I think they were just basically slaves taking care of cleaning and uh, not lifting tons of boulders. That don't seem possible. Um, okay, so you believe that the pyramids in Egypt are the original Garden of Eden structures? Yes, I believe they, they are. Why? Why did he leave them? <laughs> no. Why did God not destroy them? Why, yeah. What What led you to the conclusion that the pyramid structures were are leftovers from the Garden of Eden? Well, since God had to destroy everything, he also had to leave places for people to go, so he left the pyramids. When you say destroy everything, do you mean the flood? Um... At the time, there in civilization, I would say when uh, man lost his ability to communicate, in the Tower of Babel, he, uh, he took out like just say uh, the great. Tree, everybody talks about the great trees nowadays being petrified, and I'd, I'd made a little talk about when somebody walked into a room and smashed the plant next to other plants. They recorded change in the moisture temperature. Rob, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> If if everything that you said, and you learned that everything in the Bible wasn't true or historic, mm-hmm. would you still believe all these things? I only have the Bible to base my, my, my knowledge from. What it okay. created in my mind is you can't say would disappear, correct? I've already read it. Well, no, no, to be clear, so the, the Bible says... Uh, a lot of things. So, for example, it makes reference to a global flood. If you were to learn, for example, that there were human civilizations that have existed and kept records of their existence, 
longer yeah. than the global flood, would you continue to believe that the global flood occurred? I suppose I didn't ask. I don't you, believe it. I believe, yeah, I was going to say I, I didn't ask. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. So you I, okay? First so of all, can I ask a question? Yes, of course. In the Old Testament, God explains Himself as being very mysterious, and uh, at times He explains Israel would not know Him. He made all kinds of talks about Himself, um, how He relates to space and time, and that is why I was given the the uh, the, the message that uh, that in the in Noah built the ark as showbread, to, and God's killed the tribes around them because they were going to uh, attack. Wait, okay, so to be people. clear, do you believe that there was a global flood? Uh, no, I do not. Not not until, not before, I forget, the Neopathic Age. When, so you don't uh, believe things in the Bible? You believe so, things in the Bible? I, do, I, am, I, am inter- I am giving the Bible life where it doesn't have it before. I am pulling two sides of this conversation into the, uh, into the talk. So, are there are there stories? Are there things written in the Bible that you believe are not literally true? When that are I like metaphorical? Watching, Do you yeah, believe that there's anything in the Bible that's metaphorical rather than factual, like a way for God to teach a lesson? Uh, no, I believe right. Jesus walked on water. I believe God separated the Red the Sea uh, to pat, let to, to destroy the army of Egypt. Uh, I believe Moses went up into the mountains and God appeared to him as a, as a tower of flame. Okay, so do you use in your day-to-day life, when you're coming to conclusions about things that are true, do you yeah. use evidence outside the Bible? I'm a painter. I'm a musician. Uh, I drive a car. <laughs> okay, do... In your, in your day-to-day life, for example, when you're coming to conclusions about things that have happened in history, right? So you're, yeah. you're from New York. So when at, at a certain point you've heard the, um, uh, you know, the, the history of the United States and its founding, um, uh, do you believe that those events occurred, right? Like the people landing at Plymouth Rock and all these, these historical events that we have records of. I am, I, I don't, listen, this is undocumented by, uh, let's, let's change the subject from there. I'm not going to go there. Um, if well, it, no, I think it's, historical, I'm, historical context, I have to say this like this, is written by an author, an author who is, who is actually writing about a yep. civilization, but he is only one writing about many. So to, dis- yep. to say that I differentiate from the stories, no, I don't. Rob, here's the problem I have. You're, yeah. you're using the Bible and saying, this, my God's true because the Bible said so. But mm-hmm. this is what every religion claims. Yeah. You have not made any argument that mm-hmm. would prove that your God is true and no others. Because Islam would say, I have the Quran. This is what the Quran says. Therefore, yeah. my God's true. The Hindus would say, I have the Bhagavad Gita. Like, you're, you're giving nothing yeah. new that, that wouldn't yeah. prove every religion. Because based on your logic, yeah, if it's in the Bible, then we would have to say all religions are true, which they can't be. Right. Do, do you see? So this done? is not evidence. This is not proof of anything. Yeah. Do you understand why that would physical? You want physical proof, you mean? I, w- I would like good scientific right. evidence. So, proof. so let's start there. So far, Rob, what we've heard is these are things in the yeah. Bible, and that's why I believe they're true, right? Is there a reason that we should treat your claim differently than the claim... These are things that the Quran says, and therefore they're true. 
I cannot, all right, I cannot give physical proof. I cannot give physical proof at this day unless you wish to uh, uh, take a, ge- a geographical survey of the world and see how the religions are doing in each country. Okay. Because every country does have a religion. But I think you hit on something is which there is no physical yeah. proof. Like you yeah. believe and that's why and that's kind of our stance is there is yeah. not evidence for your God existing. You believe it. I don't deny that you believe it. Yeah. But there's no evidence for it. How about the success rate of organizations? Say uh, charitable organizations, uh, youth groups, um, any any, any organization that's faith-based, AA, what is the success? Are they better than yours? I mean, given the recent rise and success rate of uh, secular and atheist organizations in the United States, one of, if not the most religious a country in what's called the developed world, um, given that success, and given the success of Scandinavian countries and Japan when it experienced its post-World War II boom, countries that are right. ostensibly and by far and away secular and non-religious, given their success, would you find that a persuasive reason not to believe that your God exists? I, I, once again, I'd have to rely on statistics. I, right now, since the suicide rate is so high in countries, I would base everything upon statistics. If that is, it's if not it high is in the, the only thing that could prove is a, is a, uh, a number, I would, I would do that. But, but your, your, numbers. your so, argument where you brought up alcohol is... sign that God is, yeah. is real. And so, is, so to be clear, really quickly, Scandinavian yeah. countries are doing very well and have done very well. If you looked at those statistics and saw, wow, countries that are not very religious tend to do better than ones that are. In, in a world where after this call, you stop, you look this up, and this is what you find, would that change your confidence in the beliefs that you hold? No, I would not. Since I'm aware okay. of the Scandinavian so, countries, I'm aware they've been settled, and they generally stay within their borders, and they are people unto themselves. They have not had the influx that this country has had, Europe has had. It's, you know, I'll give them a beautiful place to live just to say that's because they've been, they've been there okay. for generations. So a moment ago you said, well, here's some evidence for the truth of my God, the success rate of charitable organizations. And I said, okay. That was your counter, well, yeah. Yeah, my counter was, look, there are successful organizations, charitable and governmental, that are not religious. And you've said that wouldn't persuade you. And the religious I, you know, organization you mentioned talk, was a complete failure. You gave me the chance yeah. to think up fast. And the reality is, Scandinavia is a well-established country that's in a, reg- a, 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 a remote region that people have been living there for hundreds of years. They have, are an established community. Thousands. Yeah, I, I agree. And I feel like if you look at the activity of humans in countries of humans, that that's the best indicator of their success. But what I'm saying is a moment ago you were offering as a, what I believe you were stating was persuasive evidence. Ooh, what is the success rate of an organization and what is the you know faith characteristic characteristic of that organization. And I've given you a counterexample based on that same argument. Do you think that that is a good way to determine what is true or not true? Um, I would still base the numbers. And once again, I'd have to know how many people are Catholics, Protestants, uh, Israelites, Muslims in in those Scandinavian countries to see how well it's doing. To say it's totally secular, I don't know. Okay, so if you were to discover that it were, right? So right now you have a level of confidence in what you believe. And we've asked you for evidence, and you're offering evidence. Yeah. If you believe based, if you 
come to a conclusion based on evidence and you re-examine that evidence and you find that it doesn't support your conclusion, in general, is that something that leads you to change your mind? If, you know, I don't, listen, I don't have the office to do that. If you guys could show me the numbers that you propose are offsetting what I'm proposing, I would be fine to change my mind, but you'd have to present the numbers. Okay, so if you saw the evidence, um, it would yeah. be persuasive, even though I admit that's a, that's a cumbersome task to gather that, that data. Um, yeah, you talk, yeah, sure. So in general, right, because originally you said the reason that you believe in the God that you believe in is the Bible, right? Correct. That's, where my, that's the spark of life, the spark of imagination, the spark of, of freedom. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Why not? Magic from a book. So, do, um, yeah, sorry. I, I, Supernatural some... has never been the correct answer, ever. Anytime yeah, it, it was I, giving, it, 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 every time it was yeah. been giving as an answer, we have proved that that's not the case. Yeah, we found the... We found like, the as we get smarter, as we learn. A correct answer to some things is I don't know and that's acceptable, but Supernatural... No one's ever made that claim, and then later we're like, yep, we have evidence. That's what it is. That has never happened throughout all of history. A few times. A few times I hear people talk about the Holy Spirit. I know God's me. Nobody's been able to explain it. Don't you think that? No. So because you can't explain explain it doesn't mean a spirit did it. Yeah. So, Rob. I don't know how how it works. I cannot tell you. Rob, you have just made two two statements that are contradictory. Go ahead. You've said it is the Holy Spirit and no one can explain it. You, you, in two sentences, Rob, Rob, in two sentences, you said here is an explanation and also there is no explanation. Is there or is there not an explanation for the phenomena you're describing? Yes, there is. Can you justify that explanation? Um, since it comes from the heavens, the kingdom of heavens, I think it's a, it's, it's a project that's always worked on. When you say it's a project that's always worked on, do you mean by humans or by heaven? That is, the religious community works on that a lot. What is the Holy Spirit? They are trained on it. They preach on it. They list. They talk okay, to other. So and that, yeah, they're better at it. Okay. So, do you think that there is a reason that Jim and I should believe that the Holy Holy Spirit is doing the things that you're saying it's doing? I think there's a reason that you're here and the job you're doing and trying to help people. In but, your manner. But, Rob, you're using words like I think and I believe. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's never any evidence. Yeah. You, you, have, you have, through this whole conversation, have made a bunch yeah. of claims and moved the target a number of times. Yeah. But you have never, and according to your words, given any evidence for any of the claims you made. And actually, the majority of what you said is a quick Google search to, yeah. to disprove all of it. Yeah. Like, the, well, these are things... Yeah, it, I can't say I have great wealth. I say I'm a very talented musician. So, Rob, it seems have, like right now I, you're I not responding to knowledge. what Jim just said. So if, you, if it's a present circumstance, I would say yes. My, my life is a, a good life to live, just on those grounds. Um, Rob, it, it kind of sounds like you're not responding to what Jim just said. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But try to, go ahead. Try it again. Okay. 
So throughout this conversation, you have made a series of claims and stated what you believed. Um, you yep. have said that you believe that a God exists because the Bible, um, and that uh, when pressed, you gave the explanation, oh, look at the success rate of charitable organizations and their level of religiosity. When pressed on that point, you said, well, I would have to see the statistics, but if I saw the statistics and that wasn't the case, then I would change my mind, All right. How open are you to the idea that what you believe about the God that you believe in is not accurate? Give me a job and I'll, I'll prove it. You can't sit here and tell me, you know, you would not be able to, in your program, give me all the information I would need. Okay. That's, that's a, that is a reasonable position, that you would want more than a single source, and that you would want to review the data. When you say, give me a job and I'll prove it, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> Well, theoretically, what you're talking about, because I'd be have to return the information to you in the comparison and the questions I'd ask you, that would be a lot of work. So I'm, I'm, I'm joking with you. you yeah, you know, oh, oh, okay, all right, put all right. On somebody against an office. No, 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 yeah, I, well, to, I mean, to be clear, we don't, we don't have an office, but what we do have uh. is a large group of dedicated fans and a Reddit and a Facebook group and a Discord, and I am absolutely certain that a, a large group of people crowdsourcing their efforts can by you know the force of a large group of humans uh, address problems as is the history of our species would you want to do that if i yes. if the numbers didn't go your way would you would, what would you do would you sign the declaration of independence I mean, you know, laughing, but would you sign the Declaration of Independence? If I don't think that this go is a way? good reason to to come to a conclusion yeah. about the supernatural. All right, yeah, that's interesting. Right. I have no idea what he just said. He said that <laughs> that's interesting because, yeah. So I, I, you have offered as evidence the Bible and statistics on the success of um, religious organizations. To be clear, uh, we could stick. We could go to that topic. Yes. Just on that topic, or you want to go political, or you want to go, um, you know, you could go and take social uh, ju- social. To be clear, issues, are anything. we still addressing whether or not the God that you believe exists actually exists? Yes. Okay. Through, through present day, through present day sources. What present day sources do you think we should use to conclude that a God exists? Hmm. Uh, let's see. What, what, what sources? What would we want? We could go with mental health. Is that an, how about we can go with agriculture? Um, what about mental health or the, agriculture would be persuasive as far as the truth of a book written two thousand, written uh, almost two thousand years ago? Okay, it, 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 you know, I, because some continents have not had the ability to read, they have not been taught in the read, write, and read. Um, they lack spirituality that has been essential into taking care of soil, a common a common core soul. And I, it, it, unless you want to say that, you know, I agree. Education, not not just literacy, but the spread of education, particularly of agricultural methods, helps alleviate poverty internationally. Is there a relation between that and the existence of a god? Um, I have to say because. Religion in Africa is so small, and they're always trying to say Bibles over there. The government doesn't use them. That you're going to have a, 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 a mix, a mixed problem because the spirituality is from one thing to I mean, another, to a different thing, to one warlord. 
The spirituality is not there because there's, before there's we, a void bef- in that country. Yeah, but before I before I address that point specifically, um, are you willing to uh, engage with our community online and find the answers to some of these questions? Um, yes, yeah, sure. Okay, Mr. Cool. Um, I would just like cool. to address the point of religiosity in Africa. Um, Africa yeah. is incredibly religious, and many of the governments in Africa are incredibly religious. The Lord's Resistance Army continues to be active in Uganda, and the word Lord in that title is not aesthetic. Excuse me, say that again? Uh, People are very, there are very, very religious people in Africa. There are a lot of very, very religious people in Africa. And the majority of them are Christian and Islam. Yeah, it's... They have a common religion, or is it it widespread? Christianity. Christianity and Islam are by far the largest uh, religions in Africa. It's actually a a place where uh, Christianity is practiced on, I believe, the most fundamental level, right? This is a, a... in various places, uh, which is people are burned and children abandoned in the street because uh, the Bible commands that you shall not suffer a witch to live. I, um, I don't understand why that verse is being used or why it's being preached. I, because uh, they believe uh, it's true and a commandment for God. Because it's written I don't, in your I, book. Yeah, I, I don't think that necessarily you believe okay. that that part of the Bible is an instruction no, from I God. Don't. But you know, we're going into a in continent of, a continent that didn't even understand what AIDS was, because they could not understand. Or they did not have the uh, the uh, the education to discernment. Yeah, but when when large groups of people do not have access to information, they don't know what that information is. Is a statement that I can conclude about any region of the world. Um, there and, are you know, there could have lots been, there's of some crazy. You know, people have mental health problems to the point nowadays that they're hurt. They're killing other people, and that's it's being always blamed been on the religion. Case. What? That's all, always been the case. And it's and and to say it's all religion that, that the mind crumples and the soul is lost. No, I, it, I, I would it, say if that someone that made that statement, they would be making a statement that is not supported. Rob, right? here, here's here's the other issue I have: yeah. is every time you make a claim. Jamie or I disprove and and talk about the fallacies in your claim, how it's flawed. Yeah. So then you just make another outrageous claim, which we go in there that there's flaws in your thinking that this does not disprove. And then you just keep jumping all over the place uh, instead of acknowledging that, hey, this logic is flawed, that that statement I made is not correct. And well, then, then we have all right, two things. First, I don't really understand how you know the uh, South Afri- Africa could have a lot of reading material because I hear preachers trying to raise Bibles all the time. Um, and secondly, then I would divide their agent. What what side is, is the Muslims working on, and what side is being Christian and being supported by Christian? The Christian community, if you look, has sent and people manpower just going over there to take care of that country and help it get stay on its feet. That is the support of the Christian community. Yeah, they're not the, supporting the that community, community. They're harming is, it. You know what? Yeah. And it was kind of yeah. racist of, of, of what yeah. you said. I mean, and problematic in so many ways. The, Africa is a very large continent. Huge. So is this one. Yeah. So is, you, you include North America, South America, and the Americas, and, we all, and, and, and China. Africa is a large country that hasn't been able to develop. Beyond, beyond its needs. Development on the continent of Africa uh, 
has been, I mean, relatively diverse, divided amongst the various countries on it, right? There's certainly a difference between Sub-Saharan Africa and Northern Africa. Um, You could point to the fact that there isn't an abundance of uh, beasts of burden that are easily domesticated there in the same way that there was in China and in Russia and in Europe and in the Americas. Um, as a reason for that, you could also point to a history of colonialism, and you can also point to the persistence of superstitious beliefs that hinder an understanding of the natural world. So, Rob, are you claiming that Africa yeah, that, Africa that would be better if it was more religious? Is that your claim? Beliefs? Sorry? Um, um, the uh, the, the uh, superstitions that you spoke of that keep out knowledge, is it possible that Africa has a superstition and made it difficult to get books in there or, you know, the education. I'm unaware of any specific superstition about books. Um, We're just trying to discover why Africa can't can't bring into its culture a new life of vitality and growth. The various cultures on the African continent, and actually I think we're going to have to um, bring this call to a close. I do want to stay in touch with you, and I do want you to... Call in again next week when my co-host is back. I think he probably has uh, his own um, take on some of your... I appreciate that. But I'd also like you to engage online. Um, And before we go, I'd like to just address some things about the development of Africa. I have a political bent and a particular interest in this area. So I will say that various political and social issues affect the development of name any country or region or society. Um, (laughs) So, uh, basically, the number yeah, one is not having stable governance, and a, a lot of that has been disrupted. Actually, just in the last uh, hundred years, like the people talk about colonialism in the past tense, and the colonialism in the the nineteenth and twentieth uh-huh, centuries. Gone. Yeah, yeah, he he dealt with that as well, right? And it's been less than a hundred years since India declared independence from. Uh, the UK. England, uh, UK. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, from England, right? I mean, there's still this, the, I th- yeah, the the um, constitutional existence of India and its relation to the United Kingdom is not something well, we're an expert on. Britain had but, world dominance. Yeah, at one point in time, they ruled over more than 50% of the world population, but that's not the case anymore. So there's things called – there's a, a, a concept of neocolonialism because there's a lot of private enterprise that crosses borders um, that traps uh, you know, various countries, many of them in Africa, in what's called a resource trap. But I mean I, I, I should cut myself off because I could go on for a while and, and not sufficiently qualified that I could cite sources, particularly not off the top of my head. But uh, can I get you to hold on the line um, – and then, uh, you know, connect perhaps with our call screener and, and we can get you set up to join our online community so that you can engage with them and they can yeah, I bring would, up. I would participate. Um, yeah, because I much, feel like gentlemen. that's going to be a large number of people that are very motivated to do a lot of this research for you. That's um, been something that I've enjoyed um, from our online community is that they're very, very eager to help people understand uh, some of the questions that we, I think you can have. I ask you if we're if are we still on the document if the numbers come against if you guys don't get carried the numbers and I, I will you sign the paper that says you know God does not God exists God is 
in the present better than not having gone? If there if there's sufficient evidence to demonstrate that organizations that are that revolve around a faith-based belief perform better in charity or whatever, then I would be yeah. willing to state that uh, if I was persuaded that the evidence bears out that organizations that perform charity around faith-based uh, you know beliefs perform better at charity. Uh, that doesn't really tell me anything about whether or not around 2,000 years ago in ancient Palestine, an itinerant rabbi who was preaching was crucified by the Roman government and was also God. I, if you want, it, it, yeah, sir, I get back in touch with you. Yeah, I, w- I would love for you to call back in. Please do. Okay, um, thank you very much. How do I get in touch with you, uh, your office to uh, set up a link? Just I'm stay gonna, on the line. On yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'll put you back on hold and our, our call screener um, and possibly my co-host will get you some of that information um, over the phone. So just stay on the line and we'll, we'll get you that information. As, so that thanks, Mr. Helton. Thanks, Mr. Boone. All right. Thank you for, uh, for calling in, Rob. Wow. Yeah. And, and Rob, I know you're on hold and that you can still hear us, but uh, you know, thanks for calling in and thanks for, for sticking around. This has been a very... Very interesting show. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, we have one more caller that we haven't gotten to, and I think we can take them. Are you willing to stick around for a few more minutes to do a uh, a post show record? Don't absolutely don't turn that dial. Wait, there's more. Um, yeah, when was the last time you had a conversation like that? It's Ever been a while? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure which parts were more baffling, the parts where he was talking about God or the parts where he was talking about the developing world. Or pyramids. Or pyramids. I almost forgot about the pyramids. There was so much there. It was hard to unravel. I know. I feel like we need to do a review video just of this call. Uh, I was in shock. Like, I just, wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah. There was Um, so much there. I can't wait. I saw Eric in the other room chomping yeah. at the bit yeah. and clawing there was through a lot the windows. Of... That, uh, I can't wait to hear what he has to say next time. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um, you could probably hear some of the boot stomping because he's wearing boots where he's just like it exasperated. Wow. All right. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So uh, before we do our, our last call, don't turn that dial. There's more. But I will just repeat that tomorrow at 1 p.m., Shelly Seagal is doing an AMA on our Reddit. It's going to be amazing. I've canceled all of the plans that I had for Monday that definitely existed because I have a social life, I promise. Um, I know that this doesn't change anything, but it does signal that I was lying. Um, so uh, Shelly Seagal's AMA tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central is going to be amazing. And Nick Fish's AMA at 1 p.m. on Thursday, 1 p.m. Central on Thursday is going to be amazing. And the Bat Cruise next weekend, the weekend of September 22nd, uh, is going to be amazing. Everything that's happening on September 23rd is also going to be amazing. Additionally, the Bat Cruise may be sold out, but that's not the only thing happening that weekend. Uh, additionally, I, I'm in the Eric distracted me. That's his fault. I blame him for that. Anyway, um, <laughs> that makes for great content right there, uh, blaming people off screen. Yeah, oh, and now he's juggling. This is ridiculous. Um, but uh, what I will say is that's not the only thing happening uh, Bat Cruise weekend. That morning, uh, 
Matt is doing magic and skepticism. He's actually added some things that he can't take on the road with him because parts of his act don't travel. So even if you've seen him on the road, there's things that are happening here that you won't see elsewhere, and that is free admission. And then there's going to be a lunch where you can hang out where there will be cool atheist people that are here that you've seen on the screen and that you haven't seen behind the camera. Um, uh, And then Mandisa Thomas will be technically our second speaker. Uh, She is fantastic. You don't want to miss this. That's also free admission. And for the people that want to be here and didn't get tickets to the Bat Cruise, there is a large crew of ACA people, locals, maybe some faces you've recognized from the screen who are going to, I forget the name of the bar, they'll gather and they'll get you there, to have a drink. And then after that, there will be uh, people... Anyone attending there, um, we have tickets to Esther's Follies, which is a fantastic show. If you have time, actually, this evening before you leave, I would recommend stopping by. I don't know what your plans are, but it has been in Austin for, I think, over 30 years, 35 years, something like that. It has always been fantastic. They do something like six shows a week, and it's other than things related to the ACA and, and secular communities, it is my favorite thing in Austin. Um, and the ACA, I just wrote the check, has purchased uh, 100 tickets to that. Um, so come by and uh, have a fantastic and godless weekend next weekend. And I re- was going to turn to you and go, oh, do you have anything to add, which I what I usually do. But that wasn't about a caller talking about how pyramids are the same as a garden or whatever. So um, that's very different. Uh, I think, actually, if we can get some love rings started here, I'm not sure when the last time you watched the end of our show was, but in general, we do a sign-off. So I don't know if there's anything that you want to say before we go that's just you. So uh, Jim Helton with American Atheist. Join our convention Easter weekend 2019. It will be in Cincinnati. It mm-hmm. will be absolutely amazing. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. And you should be able to go online and get your discounted tickets very soon and hotel reservations before they book up. I don't know why I crossed my fingers again, but I'm hoping to go. Um, And then usually what ends up happening for the sign-off is Eric starts saying it correctly, and then I um, try to come in correctly. And he starts by saying that, you know, if you are a non-believer, you have community here, and you have community in your backyard, and we'll help you build it. And if you are a believer, that we don't hate you, we just think, and he always likes to say, we just think you're wrong. But I always say, um, we believe that your epistemology is unsupported. And so I'm sure that something like that will be at the end of our show.